Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode two of Stuttering Through Life, the podcast that's all about stuttering. I'm your host, Q Young Lee, and we have my good friend Matthew on the podcast with us. Hey. Hey, Matthew. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so if you'd like to know a bit about myself, uh, I go to the, to the same school as Q Young, and um, I'm heavily involved in the, in the theater program, uh, and I'm uh, 16 years of age. Yeah, it's really great. Um, so about stuttering. So when did you first realize you stuttered, Matthew? Oh, God. Thinking, thinking, thinking back to New York, just, I, don't, I don't have a lot of memories, but like I can kind of get like a vague recollection of like, I think like kindergarten-ish is like when I started because I do distinctly remember it not always being there. And then, and then it just kind of slowly presented itself and then became a big problem, like six to seven, I would say. Six to seven is great. Uh, oh, no, like, uh, like six, oh, oh, uh, six, seven years old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. I don't, personally, I don't ever remember it not being there. But my parents have told me it started when I was pretty young. And, yeah. Yeah. So it like comes and goes, I'd say, you know, it's different for everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, what would you say the hardest part about stuttering is? Oh, God. Uh, well, there's like, I think two things about it is that uh, the, the first thing is that I'm in the IB program. And part of that is that you need to take a, um, a, a second language. And I'm totally fine with that. I'm on board. I think more, more students should learn a second language if they're uh, yeah, able to. Sure. Um, but I never thought it was nervousness for stuttering, but it might be like an unconscious thing or like a confidence thing. But when I talk in Spanish, I stutter like really bad um it's like it's 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 awful and in i in uh in ib they kind of expect you to be like not fully fluent but like you know you can kind of hold a conversation on certain topics um and one thing that uh a lot of spanish teachers kind of think is um stuttering like they think that i'm faking it to like stall for time while i'm like trying to well i'm, I'm, I'm trying to like google a word or something yeah for sure um and my last spanish teacher kind of figured out when i was stuttering when i actually was stalling um and that was that was good but um i think because of like us being in, in online school and i'm full virtual uh so my new spanish teacher uh, i'm not gonna say he doesn't know me because it's not really his fault that he doesn't but we're yeah. online so there's just like way less interaction uh, between us yeah. so it's just one of those things where it's like it's not really his fault but it's just he doesn't know my speech patterns well enough yeah I know what you mean especially by a certain grade in high school just the language if you keep taking language they get harder and like expect <laughs> you to speak more you know yeah so I totally get what you mean and then the other thing that I was gonna say is that uh it's like, it happens like once every like two or three days, but I'll have a stutter that's like particularly awful. Oh. Um, and it, like my like face will like physically lock up and it's like, oh, this is bad. Okay, so yeah, I'd like stop the sentence, restart. I like verbally acknowledge it. Like, hey, you didn't hallucinate that. I, I like screwed up talking. Just pretend it didn't happen. Um, oh, yeah, acknowledge it, that's good. Yeah, and then like uh, you kind of become like hyper aware of it for like 30 seconds and then like psych yourself out um, and then and then if you have another one of those big stutters because you're hyper aware of it, uh, the cycle just just kind of repeats itself and it's never fun. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely relate to that. There's some some you can just get over and just pretend it didn't happen. And the other person will probably not think much of it either. But there's some uncertain words or certain people or certain like situations. It's just blocks and you can't <laughs> get it out. But I think 
like mentally acknowledging that that's actually a really good idea i don't think i've really thought about it that way but i think it would help actually yeah oh and i want to know if if like this happens to you too or if it's just like a me thing but uh sometimes like uh i'll like know like five or six words in advance that i'm going to stutter there and then from there (laughs) like your entire brain just shuts down like oh god i feel like i have to fully brace for impact now (laughs) yeah especially um there yeah there's certain words i definitely stutter a lot on especially like my name or anything that hearts that starts with like a hard c or those kind of words are kind of hard Mm -hmm. and like in english class we would have to read aloud i would count which line i have to read and just practice it over and over (laughs) in my mind have you done that yes oh my god absolutely I think even people without a stutter that are nervous reading out loud do that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, I definitely get that. Sometimes it just like makes you nervous. Mm-hmm. Because uh, with the whole thing where you stutter with like C words, um, yeah. for me, there was one word it, and it's not other words that start with the read, but it's, it's specifically the word remember that I could never get until like maybe halfway through sophomore year. And I would always just shorten it to member and no one, <laughs> no one ever no one ever brought it up and it's like oh you know maybe maybe he has like an uncle from like the south or something but it's just <laughs> you remember uh, this <laughs> remember that oh my god yeah personally i think about stuttering there's the hard c words that are always hard to get out but i think a lot of people that stutter they also have trouble with like the social interaction part you know mm-hmm. and, like when you're stuttering stuttering in front of someone and they're like looking at you and the whether you're blocking or repeating, it's hard to deal with, you know? Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you get used to it, but I don't know. I've had the stutter for so long, ever since I was little, and sometimes it feels new every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. That's that. That's definitely how it felt with uh, Spanish, because um, yeah. I don't have any of those sounds that I struggle with in English, but in Spanish, there's one combination. It's... um. Uh, it's like the rhotic sound in Spanish, like like the R. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, like the tap. I can I can do the tr- trill just fine, but like t- tapping it once. Um, point. Whenever you have that, and then you have like a T or like a D right before it, um, oh. that's always when it screws me up. And and you know there was like tren tres that always come up and are really common. Yeah. That's, that's all like that and like um, I've kind of had to find find ways to just kind of like alto and like kind of like ignore um those words and use other ones but uh it's not easy because sometimes like there's no other word for three you know (laughs) especially for spanish Mm -hmm. word substitution gets a lot harder when you're not (laughs) fluent in the language when it's not your native language and and, like you don't have like like a mental dictionary yet yeah god so on a more positive note um have you ever experienced any positive effects from your stutter uh so i want to say this in like a way that doesn't make me sound like I'll like doomer about it. Um, I can't think of anything positive that's come from from like stuttering, but yeah, uh, I get that. I do want to say that like um, it's never really uh, caused any like major harm to me. And I've heard jokes about it where it's like um, stuttering is like the worst disability because it's as bad as it can get without like the government declaring yeah, you like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, you, you get like special parking passes and <laughs> whatever, right? Uh, <laughs> but like it's, I mean, once you kind of get used to how you stutter in like your own way um and you kind of make speech patterns in a way to minimize the really bad blocks and 
you become more comfortable with the fact that, oh, I can't some talk sometimes and that's totally fine. Um, it just gets a lot better from there. So. Yeah, it's a really good point. Once you like internally realize that this, it, it just happens sometimes. It doesn't happen to everyone, but it happens to me and surprising a lot of other people. So, oh, yeah. um, okay. I didn't have this plan, but I just want to say that I like just thought of this. Uh, there's yeah. one that's, that, that, that has come from it. It's that um, anytime that you have to write any like essay about like personal triumph, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because like you can just like, oh, I've conquered stuttering. And I mean, I'm not going to pretend like it's not like an issue because I know some people definitely have it worse than I do. But, yeah, um... but still. <laughs> That's really you know cool, what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one more question I have for you is how do you think having a stutter makes you different from others? Like obviously it's this like physical thing that we have to overcome, but have are there any ways that you can think of that makes you like feel different or act different? I don't think I've ever felt like not included because I stutter. Um, good. Yeah. But I will say that, that, that there was one thing that I've kind of noticed. Um, all of my friends don't do it because they're more comfortable being around me. But uh, it's like as of very recently that there's been like a push to um, be more like sensitive and uh, nice to people who are who are uh, disabled. We're fine. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> to people who are disabled. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah, um, me too. But one thing that I've noticed about it is that um, I feel like some people kind of like overcompensate and they mix up like being nice with like completely ignoring it which can almost be worse sometimes because yeah. I'll, I'll have like a really bad stutter and um and it'll be like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with like someone because like the teacher will like pair us off and be oh you know yeah. discuss and then tell me what like the other person said so they can just know that we talked about yeah, it but um if you get like a really bad stutter and then they don't react, it almost feels like, oh, they 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 definitely think something. They just don't want to say it. You know, yeah. like, I would much rather you like be open with it. Oh, it's like, oh, do you stutter? Yeah, no, that's great. And then you ask me a question and we move on and, you know, like small talk, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the big thing about it. That's a good point. Yeah, it's definitely different for everyone. I feel like um, when I was younger, at least, when I would be stuttering in front of someone, I would... I definitely didn't want them to bring it up and I just wanted to like ignore it and for them to ignore it and just move on. But now thinking, um, especially if more people know about having a stutter, uh, like you said, if someone is stuttering in front of you, it might just be okay to like casually acknowledge it and just move on. Like you said, it might be, you might make more of a, like a relationship, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. I don't want to speak for everyone because um, I've kind of, I'm like, I'm fine with it, but I know that not everyone who stutters is totally fine with it. Yeah, um, it So that's not like a big thing, but you know, if I stutter and, and I'm obviously not bothered by it, and then I, I think at that point it's fine to just like, yeah. it up, you know? So I know that you're really active in the theater program at our school, right? And yes, I am. And you love it. You're so good at it too. <laughs> I've seen a lot of your shows and I've never seen you stutter once on stage. I've been wanting to ask you for this a for a long time too. How do you manage having a stutter and having to like recite your lines in front of such a big audience? So with theater, uh, theater is actually how I've learned the most about how I stutter because I never consciously knew that it was a nervousness thing. And then I started, and then I stopped stuttering on stage. Wow. And then I kind of realized, oh, 
So then it's so then it's definitely not a not a nervousness thing. And then I started taking theater classes, and you and then you'd have to write your own theater. And then it's like, oh, I am stuttering now. What's the difference? So um, from all of the thinking that I've been doing, I think that it's a confidence thing. That um, yeah. even though that you're obviously still nervous on stage because you know you have your blocking, you have your singing to think about. Yeah. Um, theater blocking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is moving around the stage for people yeah, that are yeah. too familiar with that. Um, that I'm 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 fairly confident in as an actor because like that's like your one job. It's to know something and be confident about it so you can actually do it without yeah. really thinking. Yeah, and all the um, hours of rehearsal, definitely. <laughs> um, I don't stutter when it's other people's words because um, I can feel confident that. Um, even if the script is awful, it's not my fault it's awful because I didn't write it. You know what I mean? That's actually um, really funny. <laughs> and I've never done a show where I thought the script was awful. I've done a show, um, David and Lisa, where I thought, eh, the ending, I don't know if I want to support this. Yeah, um, David, oh, I saw that. It was a good but, play. Yeah, but yeah. I just, um, I've, I've, I've really never been a part of a show that I thought was poorly written. Um, <laughs> Although the one thing about that is though, is is that um, that kind of throws it off is that I don't stutter while I'm singing. I don't think many people at all do. Yeah, um, I think it's a pretty common thing among stutterers, like humming or singing. Yeah, it's interesting. And that's and that's something that that I'm that I'm that I definitely am anxious about because in my musical theater experience, I, I do feel like singing is like my uh, weakest characteristic. I'm, I don't know, there's there's a better word for it, but I can't think of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I definitely am nervous about that. And I don't stutter about that, but um, I do know that like anthropologists, like music is like the biggest thing in like human, in like the human experience. And like people who have Alzheimer's are still able to re- to remember songs. Yeah, for so sure. It's like it's a big maybe, maybe music just, just doesn't count because it's transcendental. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Um, when you practice your lines, do you, I'm just trying to like put this in perspective. When you practice your lines, do you not stutter at all because they're not your words? Or is it just after you've practiced a lot and you've been on stage and you're more comfortable that you don't stutter? That's a question that if I'm being completely honest, I don't entirely know the answer to. Um, Because during the first read through, uh, I would like to say that I do stutter occasionally because um, something that happens in a lot of uh, high school theater things is that the day you get your script is like the day that everyone does like their first like real read through of, yeah. of the script. And you, and you do kind of stutter then, but that's because, you know, not everyone reads perfectly. Sometimes you like, yeah, yeah, for sure. you like end the line, like you go down, but like you just start the same line you were on or like you get on too. It's like, oh, okay, that's a problem. I got to go back and fix it. Um, not really stutter, but it's just, um, well, no, I do stutter sometimes during that. So that's definitely something, but that would also feed into into the whole confidence thing where even though uh, it they're not judging what I'm saying, obviously, um, they're judging like how I'm saying it because it's yeah. like the first time real read through and that's everyone's, um, you know, it's it's new and everyone's, I do feel like it's the first read through that everyone pays the most attention to what other people are doing so that they could kind of yeah. get an idea of like how to play off of them so they can oh, become yeah. more unconscious to, with it as time goes on yeah to fit the mood uh, and everything yeah the cast and then as um as i'm practicing the lines i'd say that like 
I don't stutter, but that's only because when I'm not confident in the exact words that I'm saying, I'm not speaking because I'm trying to remember the words, you know? Yeah, that's really um, interesting. So I don't give myself a chance to stutter, but I don't think that's a stuttering <laughs> thing. I think that's a thing that just happens to affect stuttering, you know? I see, yeah. Yeah, you're very self-aware about this. It's, it's great, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean you kind of you kind of have to be in theater because like That's you know my because my because my job is to portray people that don't stutter so yeah. <laughs> or you know maybe they do who knows yeah, but it it's depends. just like <laughs> On a show. they are traditionally not depicted as stuttering yeah for sure yeah that's a really interesting perspective i think um a lot of people that do other programs similar to like speaking out loud in front of an audience i don't know like speech and debate or things like that i'm sure they have similar experiences as you yeah and yeah it's really cool you shared them yeah of course and then i also do uh my school's uh tv program and oh that's right Eagle, yeah that's where the stuttering actually does affect performance because um i have good shows and i have bad shows <laughs> and uh I would not like to suggest you to watch any of the bad shows because <laughs> I am thoroughly embarrassed of them. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's just like, I, it usually has to do with the person that's running the teleprompter that day because some, yeah, some sure. people run it well and some people run it a, a bit uncomfortably fast. And I, and I have found that usually the faster I talk, the more I stutter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You like stumble on her words more. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then that kind of like manifests into stuttering, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. speaking of that, um, have you noticed any differences in experience between like live broadcasting and the live performance on stage related to stuttering? Besides like the teleprompter, obviously. Well, um, we haven't done live broadcasts in a while, so I'd be speaking from memory here. Um, but I think the big thing would be that um, when I do a theater thing and like the script isn't great, which really, ha- which really hasn't happened yet, I'm still able to like detach myself from that. But when it comes to ETV, I am like, if I'm hosting that day, I am the face of the program. So any <laughs> yeah, mistake, everyone sees. whether it's my fault or not, it reflects onto me. That's um, a good point. It's a lot so, of pressure. Yeah. Hosting is a big deal. Yeah, definitely. It is. And um, I have a friend that I host with a lot. Their name's Annie, and they're much better at hosting than I am. I I, I will come out front and uh, say that. And they've always wanted to do a unscripted show with like just bullet points to like talk about, and that's a terrifying prospect for me. Yeah, that sounds so hard. Just improving anything oh. is hard, even yeah, especially for me. Yeah, God, and I. Oh, all right, you just said improv, and it like <laughs> memories of. Uh, my my middle school had like a drama class and what they didn't tell you was that oh no it's actually an improv class which oh my that, goodness <laughs> my lord that was terrifying yeah people i feel like a lot of people just think improv is oh you just say whatever comes to mind but you, you have to like practice and actually understand how to do it and it's a lot more complicated than everyone thinks i think yeah because yeah. it's because it's like learning a language but um because it's like learning language because like, yeah, like you're just learning how to like say stuff. But like when you don't have like a firm foundation of like, I've spoken English for like how, however many years I've, I've been alive and I'm still comfortable speaking English. Um, when you, you know, move to like Mandarin, it's like I have nothing to base this off of and I have to make an entirely new thought process. 
And improv is hard because it's like that, but like three layers deeper because you are just speaking English, but, but your actual underlying speech and thought patterns have to change. Yeah, and for sure. that's why it's, it's like different because in, when you're, when you're, when you're speaking a language, just as long as you analyze it differently, uh, you still have the same personality usually. Um, but not only are you portraying a character, you're making the character up on the spot as it goes on. And you also have to make sure that anything that you say doesn't determine the path that the person that you're on stage with is trying to take with their character that you have no idea what it is. Yeah, it's so much. Just like, oh my God, it's, it's so much to, to think about. Yeah. That's why I have so much respect for improv people, honestly. Yeah, for sure. It takes so much like just thinking and like on the spot it sounds so hard <laughs> i mean i say that i respect for it for improv people but like i mean you know you could go a bit deeper and just say oh conversation is improv but like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah for sure yeah that was a lot of really cool information um so i just got i just have one last question for you matthew um do you have any advice for other teens that stutter or just people that stutter in general uh, I mean, I'd say this is that uh, luckily um, we live in a day and age where it's generally less acceptable to make fun of people who, who, who stutter. And I think that's good. Um, now, I know that I, that I don't speak for everyone and, and that's kind of like uh, assuming a good scenario. Um, and, and that's why it's hard because the best advice that I have is just like, don't care about it. But that, I know that's not something that, because obviously that doesn't help. You know, because like um, some people have anxiety or, you know, anything about it where it's like, oh, it's, it's like hard not to worry about it. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, I think a lot of things feed into it. Um, but just like the conscious knowledge, even if you don't like process it, knowing that almost no one thinks really differently of you for it. And if they do, that's that's more of a reflection on them than you. Yeah, uh, that's sure. that's that's probably the best thing to keep in mind. Yeah, that was, that's a really good point, actually. Um, thank you. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for answering all my questions and being on this podcast, Matthew. It was Absolutely. really great. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, I mean, thank you very much for having me because this is a great cause. And uh, if I can contribute to it, I'd love to. Whatever. Yeah, you did a great job. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, of course. Naturally. This was my friend, Matthew. Thank you for listening to episode two. And stay tuned for episode three.